0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Welcome to Colorado Hunting Hub. This podcast is designed to talk about everything hunting in Colorado. Whether you're a new hunter, old timer, or something else, Colorado Hunting Hub will have something for you. I'm your host, Clint Whitley. And let's get started. Welcome to episode two of Colorado Hunting Hubs podcast. Uh, In this episode, we are going to start a Colorado Hunt Planner series. This is going to be the first episode of many, and we'll run down every little step to planning. And really, this is what I do every year uh, with my hunt plan hunt plan, or if I'm going to go on something new, it'll be a little more extensive, but non-residents trying to figure out how to come here and hunt. This is for you. Uh, new hunters, absolutely for you. Reactivated hunters. This is for you. Um, also existing hunters. I think you can use some of my tools. I've got a new tool here that I'm going to give you for free and, uh, take it and use it in your own plan. Uh, it has kind of just a plan structure. So, Reason why I'm doing this is because a while back, a few years ago, I thought for sure, pre-kid, I was going to be going to Alaska to do a moose and caribou hunt. And financially, uh, moving-wise, just career-wise, it just wasn't working out. Like I said, I'm an average guy. I don't have the money to drop on a Alaska hunt. So one day I will. in this process of thinking about going to Alaska, first thing I did is I called up a agency office up there and said, Hey, I'm thinking about coming and I want to do a hunt. Can you send me some information? And they sent me this big old two inch thick packet of stuff. It included their regulations. I think there was some wildlife guides of some sort, identification guides. There's just all their, a bunch of publications, map, I think. So Shout out to Alaska Fishing Game. Thanks for the the stuff. I flipped through it. I didn't come, but I will. Uh, but I I, didn't, I haven't forgot that. They took care of me. I did that for Nebraska once. I called them, said, hey, looking at coming. Uh, send me some info. And they sure did. They They sent me a bunch of stuff. Again, remember these people, the agencies, they want you to come hunt because you're spending money there. And that's what many of these agencies are driven by is license sales. So make sure that you give them a call. They're your, or you are their customer and they'll take care of you. You may be the first of multiple generations of coming to, let's say, Colorado to do an elk hunt. And if they can have that sort of retention in their hunters, that's the first step to sustainability of funding conservation and funding uh, this hunting heritage that we enjoy so much. Uh, I got a little confession to make. If you are a Colorado resident, uh, I am a Colorado resident, but I am one of those transplants. Sorry uh, if if that loses a little cred, street, cred, street, cred, street cred with you, but um been here since 2012. I won't say to no I won't claim to to know more than really any other person. uh, But I feel confident in my skills here. And uh, I have moved here with open eyes. uh, And I think that's what many transplants should do. When you move to an area, um, bring a little piece of home. But for the most part, I've assimilated and tried to take on new approaches that I've learned here. And I think that's something that we all can learn from. It's, it's not necessarily a great thing to move into a new area and just bring everything that, that you had from your home and try to make it your home. Because if it was your home, it'd be back at home. That makes sense. So, uh, yeah, uh, I am a South Dakota native and, uh, I loved it there, but we have some, I moved here specifically for the hunting Uh, and my wife's job, I just told her, look for a place with mountains, find a job as an athletic trainer is what she does. And I said, look for any job openings in Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, even told her Alaska. Uh, and we ended up moving to Glenwood Springs, Colorado, which we ended up moving out uh, a little further West to Silt, Colorado, uh, which we found a great little piece of property. We love it here. Got great jobs and, uh, we're not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. So back to our hunt plan series. I have a source for you. I'm going to give you this for free. It's a hunt planner worksheet. This is going to be a working document for me for a bit, Uh, And I'm going to include everything on here. It'll include checklists, tables, places for you to record your research. I have found so far there's a lot of resources out there that do this sort of thing. But none of them are a collection for you to record uh, that I know of unless you got to pay for them. Uh, You got to pay for a lot of those things. Uh, But I'll include links uh, to get to some of the specific research gear, gear lists, bow and rifle prep, everything in the series is going to be written in a way for you to use. So I'll leave it in a Google doc uh, that you can make a copy of. Uh, But the whole point is it's going to be a comprehensive planning location for you to write and put your research in there. And it's going to require some research. I'm not going to lay everything out for you because I'm not going to tell you where to go to shoot a big bull because that would be my spot yeah you're going to have to go figure out your own spot and i don't that's one of the tricky things for me is when i have friends from other places come to hunt i feel that pressure of i have to put them on a bull i have to put them on a a uh, a deer or something or in my dad's case a bear uh, my dad and i spent 3 years chasing bears before we finally got him one and in that process the day he left I shot a good bear two two of those three years. That's just how that works. Bear hunting is that way. Sometimes it takes all 30 days of the September season. Sometimes it's, uh, an hour into it. it. It, it bear bear hunts funny like that. Uh, but it's, it's a good time. And in Colorado, a great opportunity for non-residents and residents to, to fill a bear tag for a fall season. We don't have a spring season, uh, unfortunately, but we have that, that, uh, fall season in September, which is really good. And only $100 for non-residents. That's new of last year. So uh, on this hunt planner worksheet, download that. I'm going to put it in the description. And that will be your hub for everything we're doing in the next few episodes. If this hunt planner series episode is not for you, jump down a few episodes and you'll see they'll all be labeled They'll be labeled uh, Colorado Hunt planner series number one number two number three and so on. All right here's your first step and this will be on the worksheet so you can open that up. All right you got it open great uh, And the first step on there is to request information like I said with Alaska uh, or Nebraska call a agency, location and request some information. Uh, if you are chatting with folks in Colorado, you're going to hear our state agency called multiple things. Uh, one is DOW or Division of Wildlife or CPW, Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Uh, the only reason for that is because Division of Wildlife is what it has been called And about 10 years ago or so, there was a merger between parks and the wildlife side. And so now they have called themselves CPW, Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Doesn't matter what you call it. Everybody knows what you're saying. So I I have no opinion either way. Uh, But I am going to be calling it Colorado Parks and Wildlife because that's what I have gotten comfortable calling it. So this is your time sensitive piece that you got to get get done because they're some, some states are pretty quick about it and they'll package things up and get them sent to you. At this point in time, there's probably not many people in the office uh, with our virus situation. So it could be a little difficult. And right now we're April 10th, 2020. Uh, so in the heart of the fun uh, quarantines. So try and see if you can get through to somebody, uh, see if they'll package you something up. Uh, but if not, they get another time. So get that information on your way. Ask them, hey, and tell them, hey, I'm looking at coming. What could you send me? Could you send me just as much information as possible? And they're going to guarantee you they're going to do it. So uh, next, if you are techie or not techie, I would do that last step. But if you You really despise getting those brochures or just we can't because of the situation. Get them online. Everything's electronic. Get those brochures and read them. CVW does have a hunt planner, uh, but mine's more extensive. And it has a place for you to record everything. And it's organized in a a better way, I think. Uh, So you could use that. I'll give give you the link uh, and read those brochures I bet you they send you an episode of Colorado Outdoors publication. That's their little magazine that's got some some different things in it that's helpful. And uh, some cool pictures, good photography in it. So read through that. The next and most important step for this episode is the goals that you need to set. And I want you to think about this. And I think about this every single hunt Uh, and a need to come back to it. In the education world, you set an objective or you set a goal and you work towards that throughout the class period, throughout the semester, whatever it is. You set those objectives uh, and you have a purpose. Even as a school district, you have a far greater purpose and mission and vision that you were following and then at the end of the day or end of the school year you come back to those things and see how well you fit into those and how did we complete it oh you didn't okay we need to approach it a different way so on your with your hunt you need to set your objectives and your goals so that you can come back to those and remember why you're doing it in the middle of all this research you're going to hit other people's blogs podcasts whatever and they're
0: MidwayUSA.com.
1: It has a possibility of changing yours and, and your goals now become, might be just their goals. And I don't think that's maybe the way to approach this. I think it's the best way to do this is to come up with your own so that you remember from the very beginning why you decided to do this. So here's some examples. Are you primarily just wanting some meat? That's going to change your, your hunt. Is it that you have always wanted elk meat? Is it that you have shot multiple mule deer in other states, but you want to chase some of our big mule deer in Colorado? Uh, Is it just a fun experience that you want to have, like sitting around a campfire with campers all around with your buddies and having some drinks and having a good time? Is that the goal? Which is just fine. There's some great camaraderie that can happen there and powerful among groups. And just a getaway from the craziness of life—is that what you want to do? Great. Or is this a backcountry hunt where you're going to just be so serious about the techniques and the and the strategies of calling an elk and 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 shooting one? Or what? What's your goal? Uh, or is it terrain focused? You want to go into the high elevations and be above treeline. You want to be into some country that's more aspen timber. Uh, do you want to go out into the high desert of the pinion junipers or in the prairies of the front range? Can't forget the prairies. So figure out what that goal is. Next goal is your weapon of choice. What are you doing? Uh, is, do you want to use your archery equipment, muzzleloader equipment or rifle? Pretty simple right there. And again, that goes back to the first goal of why are you doing this? What's your, What kind of experience are you looking for? So those two might be wrapped up together. Next, what kind of time do you have away from family and work? If you're retired and got 30 days, like my dad does, he's come out here multiple times and we've chased elk, we've chased bears, and he's got it the entire month of September and we use it. Uh, If that's what you have, great. If you only have a week of vacation for work, great. All of those are going to be determining factors. And it's very important to be on uh, the same page as your spouse, making sure that they know what the expectation is. Uh, I've worked on that quite a bit in the last few years, being open with my wife and making sure that she knows uh, what my hunting plans are. Even back in March and April when I'm applying, so that I don't end up with some awesome tag, and uh, when her work picks up in the fall, I can't go on it. That would that would suck. So uh, that's why this year my deer seasons are not as important as my uh, antelope and my elk. I am a family man, and we're a working family, and we have to we have to pick and choose. I don't get to do this for a living. So those that is your third goal. First goal is your figure out why you're doing this. Second is your weapon of choice. Third is uh, how much time do you got. Fourth, what's going? Uh, who's going with? And what are those limitations? Is it your three hundred fifty pound uncle who can't hike a hundred yards from a four wheeler, or is this your marathon running buddy who could hike over? every mountain in Colorado or has done the entire Colorado trail. So that's something to keep in mind and it will change the dynamics of your hunt. And I honestly, I would be very cautious in who you're picking to go on hunts with the day I get to go to Alaska and go on a hunt. I'm going to be a little picky and choosy because there's a lot invested. I don't want to go with just some old acquaintance that we thought it was a good idea to go on. I'm sleeping in the same tent camper whatever uh I'm spending night and day non-stop with this person making decisions together uh going through stressful situations together you need to pick a person that you can stand being with and can have a great time uh, for sure that's that's I think a very very important uh thing and and be lighthearted together and be you so that's important figure out who you're going with and maybe Old Uncle Jerry's got a four-wheeler. That's important. Uh, Know what those uh, limitations are, that it's equipment or or whatever. Make sure you figure out who's going along or by yourself. I do a lot of hunts by myself, and I love it. Uh, No offense to my hunt buddy, TJ. Um, I love going hunting by myself. There's something about it. It's just a bummer when something really cool happens and no one else saw it but me. Uh, there's pieces piece of that that sucks, but some parts that are kind of cool. Another goal is uh, what kind of location do you have in mind? Uh, that goes back to a previous goal. Uh, find your, what kind of terrain are you looking for? Do you have a general location uh, that you have in mind? Is it the prairie mule deer you want to chase or is it uh, high country mule deer you want to chase? Then lastly, your last goal is your budget. If you have no budget, good for you. That's not most of us. Uh, but set your budget or at least figure it out. Start saving your pennies. And, uh, uh, and Elk Hunt is expensive. And six, 700 bucks for a tag for a non resident. You've got an investment there. And come into this thing knowing that you have a 10% chance, a 20% chance of filling that tag. Know that right off the bat. You are not coming here to harvest something necessarily. And that probably shouldn't be your goal. It should be the hunt itself. Uh, because look at the success rates in the statistics and I'll show you where those are, uh, that there is 90% of the people coming away with in certain hunts, many hunts that are not successful. So being ready for that. And if you are willing to go with an outfitter and you have the budget for that, great. So that's our last goal for, uh, what I need you to do in this first part of the planner. Other options uh, that you could start with are some membership subscriptions. I'm not endorsing any of these. I haven't ever used them, but wanted to put them out there. Uh Epic Outdoors, Go Hunt, Eastman's, uh, other hunt planners, Hunt and Fool, Elk 101. Do a simple Google search and you'll find a bunch of them. But so far, what I have found without paying for anything, I haven't found anything as comprehensive as mine. Uh, nothing is comprehensive without paying for it. So mine's free and it is the true do it yourself. If you're wanting that experience, all the planning yourself, that's what I'm doing here, even down to the stats. So use mine. Uh, it's free. And that is it for this episode. Uh I don't want to dive into this anymore. I want you to think about those goals, write those goals down, get that document downloaded, and then uh, get some of those timely things done first. And then we'll dive dive into each one. Uh, We'll do things like uh, CPW Rundown, Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Understand their funding and run through the site and who to call. Um, Maps, we'll do a thing on that. We'll do a species specific hunt plan or some different things between the species tag acquisition uh, statistics. A reg- and then another episode is going to be just a straight up regulation rundown. Uh, you should not be saying, I can do that there. I can't do that there. Uh, when you're here, you need to know that ahead of time. Um, little side note, fun law in, in South Dakota, you can shoot coyotes and jackrabbits out the window of your vehicle. That's a cool law uh, or rule. So um, you can't do that here. And pretty much every state, I'm pretty sure you can't do that except South Dakota. So kind of a cool, unique little law. You got to know those state specific things and we'll do a little quick rundown so that if you miss something in a brochure, I'll say it. Uh, But I'm not going to speak for CPW. I'm just going to speak for as an average hunter trying to, to help you out. We'll do a little bit of scouting stuff. Uh, I'll point you in some more direction of other resources because if it's e-scouting. Randy Newberg is your guy. He's with Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. He's done some incredible things with some e-scouting, and I'm not going to top that, uh, especially with his budget that he has. So uh, we'll just send you to him. Uh, down to checklist for gear needs or not needed. I am in the trap right now of needing the most expensive, nicest, whatever. But I remember back when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I'm hunting blue jeans and canvas or jean coveralls that weighed 15 pounds. And I'm a 14 year old dragging a muley down a, down a hill for a mile or two. Uh, I did it then I withstanded the elements. Then I could do it again. So uh, we don't always need the best gear out there. And I, and I understand that I am just trying not to get in the trap of needing the nice stuff now that I'm adult. So, uh, other things, tent campers, hotels, what are you staying in? Uh, and then we'll do an episode on hunt prep or multiple getting in shape, firearm, bow prep, some scouting, some safety. Uh, and then we'll jump into hunt execution and post hunt stuff so you can see this series could be quite long and and hopefully very helpful for you so that's it and i hope you continue listening and if this is not for you you've probably stopped listening already but you can jump ahead so thanks till next time
0: a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. I'll be there,
1: baby, right there.
0: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.